brother i'm grace hello brother i'm stephanie and welcome to doppelgangers today we are talking about season one episode three of the vampire diaries which is called friday night bites and somehow even with that title i was shocked to see stefan playing football like i knew there would be football but stefan playing it really came out of uh, left field for me it's not a teen drama if you don't have one episode at least that's fully centered on football i mean well, like not at least fully. a big sport like teen wolf had lacrosse which i think was like a good vibe to do something oh different. yeah but football is the classic and to have like the main characters be both the football players and the cheerleaders it's simple it's but it's elegant and at this point in teen drama history friday night lights started in 2006 and this is 2009 so it's safe to assume that friday night lights was like at its peak i didn't watch friday night lights because i don't care about sports <laughs> I've seen parts of it um, because I love Connie Britton. I've started it a couple times, but too much football. The same reason I haven't watched One Tree Hill, too much basketball. I like a teen drama that has the level of football of this show or, if I must, Riverdale. Yeah, even Riverdale is a little much for me. But the epic highs and lows of high school football. But that is so camp that it, it gets a little less annoying, even though exactly. I don't know that it was purposefully camp. It's impossible to tell. <laughs> but this is not a Riverdale but, but this is not a Riverdale podcast <laughs> this is a Vampire Diaries podcast so I'm gonna read the breakdown of Friday Night Bites that is on Vampire Diaries wiki a wonderful resource yeah I use it that I'm I use not allowed to look at yeah you're not allowed to look at it I am allowed to look at it. I'm forever googling like when does so-and-so show up or when does so-and-so die to know how close we are to these major events for you obviously I'm not gonna spoil who I'm talking about so here's the breakdown of Friday Night Bites Elena tries to ignore Bonnie's warnings about the disturbing vibes she got from Stefan. Tyler tries to embarrass Stefan by throwing a football at him, but Stefan effortlessly catches and passes the ball back, impressing everyone with his skill. When Stefan tries out for the team, Mr. Tanner reluctantly lets Stefan join the football team. Elena invites Stefan and Bonnie to dinner, hoping that the two will bomb, but the evening is disrupted by the unexpected uh, and unwelcome arrival of Damon and Caroline. Finally, the town is shocked by an act of violence. This is why I love Vampire Diaries Wiki, because the synopsis is like, was Stefan catching the football really big enough to make yeah, it in the synopsis? Yeah, I was going to say, well, that didn't need to be in the synopsis of the whole ep. But... Like, it was a fun moment, <laughs> but is it what the episode is about? No. So that's pretty funny. I, I like that. Yeah, that's why I like reading those. Well, um, it adds that, but it is very vague about the act of violence. Like, it's really <laughs> a little roller coaster there. Exactly. So we don't have any special guest stars in this episode yet. We're still getting to know the characters. And we had our first kind of, I mean, I wouldn't say major, but we had our first notable death, like someone yeah. who we, a character we have known, not yeah. just like people in the woods, For but sure. we'll get there. That's near the end of the episode. At the beginning of the episode, we pick up the morning after the last episode left off and Caroline is waking up in a new in, nightgown. Yeah, in a new nightgown. <laughs> It might be her room. I think it's her room. But she wakes up and she notices Damon next to her and she's aware of the bite. She looks at it in the mirror. Obviously, she's scared. She tries to tiptoe and leave quietly, which is kind of the smartest move she can do. But unfortunately, Damon moves fast and he scares her. Yeah, unfortunately, that was never going to work because Damon has powerful hearing and there's no way he was still asleep through that. Yeah, he was. Which, faking it. How would she have known, you know? Yeah, she, I can't hold that against best. her. She did the best that she possibly could. Yeah, situation. she hit him with a lamp. She threw stuff at him. I mean, she did everything that she should do. The problem, well, what she should have done, well, I guess, no. I was going to say she should have just hit him and run away, but it was obviously when she hit him with the lamp, he was not phased. Yeah, he didn't react to it, and she was like, oh. So, Unfortunately, she went really heavy with the lamp, and that was pretty, like, the heaviest That was her biggest move. Yeah, she kind of, I think she thought the lamp was going to succeed. And then when it didn't, she's like, oh, OK, um, I don't know what else to do now. Yeah, it was not a good a good moment for Miss Thing, although, you know, eventually she gets tricked out of it. So I guess yeah, she well, can calm down. So she he bites her again because he we, can't just fucking have a quick little squirrel snack like a normal person. But well, I don't think eating squirrels is normal for vampires. Well, OK, that's true. I guess Damon's probably on the more normal side of that. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're spoiled by Stefan at this point. Yeah, that's true. So we cut to Bonnie and Elena showing up to school 
And Bonnie is basically like telling Elena, you should take it slow with Stefan. He's new. And it's really because she's touched him and saw like some shit. But she's like, well, you've been, you know, you haven't been single in a long time. You should really take time for yourself, girl. And Elena clocks immediately that this is like a ruse. And she's like, what is it really? And Bonnie's like, "Okay, well, um, I had a bad feeling when I touched him. And Elena's like, you literally told me to go for it like a few days ago. And Bonnie's like, "Mm." she's like, well, I changed my mind. And it's funny because she's like, whatever, Bonnie, like when especially she's like really nice. Yeah, especially because she's like, well, what's wrong? Like, you have to tell me. And Bonnie, like, takes her deep breath and is like, oh, I saw someone when I touched him. And Elena was like, oh, that's it? Oh, okay, get over it, bitch. <laughs> like, well, and also <laughs> the last time Bonnie touched Elena and saw a crow, that was like something that actually happened to Elena, like something that represented and something. That, like, and that Bonnie wouldn't have known. Elena is very quick to dismiss psychic predictions if she doesn't like them, which I can't say I blame her. Stefan's cute. I wouldn't want to be dissuaded. And it's, yeah, it's weird when your best friend is like, I'm a witch and a psychic and your boyfriend is creepy. And you're like, okay, there's a lot of information to take. And I really don't want to hear any of that. So, mm-hmm. so then we catch up with Jeremy and Vicky and he's mad at her because she kind of chose Tyler in the last episode. You know, she's kind of trying to talk him down, but he is not having it. Which fair enough. Cause Vicky is just go- like, cannot make up her mind, which like, whatever, that's your thing. But like, well, and here's Jeremy my and thing about it. Clearly self-destructing. Exactly. Well, he's like, aren't you upset? Everyone knows. And she's like, at this, well, now that everyone knows, she's kind of like, whatever about it. I don't know. I can't hold this against Vicky because it's not like either of these guys have like asked her out or like made a real move on her. I don't expect her to make a decision yet. I expect her to date both these guys. Well, like Jeremy is like, arguably nicer than Tyler but at the same time he's a drug dealer Tyler is at least like friends with people and like on the football team like so you can see why in high school you would rather go that path well and Tyler's friends with her friends already I mean and I her guess brother yeah exactly she's friends with her brother I mean it just seems easy and not for nothing I mean Jeremy's the nice guy in this trio but he is acting like a little entitled to Vicky in yeah. a way that, I mean, Tyler is too, but at least Tyler doesn't pretend he's not acting that way. Yeah, at least Tyler's like being a dick and is kind of like, whatever, I'm a dick. And well, yeah, like, at- that's my situation. But Jeremy's like, well, I'm so nice to you. And it's like, are you nice to her? You sold her drugs and hooked up with her. Like, that's not like a winning personality. I well, yeah, I he's just acting like it's weird that Vicky wouldn't immediately be head over heels for him. And I agree that it's hard to see her be like so into Tyler, who's kind of awful to her. But I I don't see why she would be so into Jeremy, but she might as I all I'm saying is I think she should be courting these two options. I'm team Vicky. Yeah, I'm team Vicky in this. I think she also could like again, the, the pickings are kind of slim at this school, considering Yeah, who's she gonna date? Stefan and Damon and the next best choice is Matt, who is her brother. So options are limited, but I feel like she should find someone else. Yeah, I mean, she just needs to get out of this town. Yeah, That's one of the what background uggos. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, date one looks of your everything. friends. <laughs> yeah, looks aren't everything, Vicky. <laughs> so then Stefan comes up to Bonnie and Elena and he's like, hey, girls. And Bonnie's like, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> and Stefan astutely says, I don't think she likes me. Yeah, he's like, oh, something changed there because she was team Stefan at the fucking falls party. Exactly. And so while they're talking to each other, Tyler and Matt are like looking at them, Matt kind of passively and Tyler's like glaring, which I don't know why Tyler's so mad at this point. I guess he's just defensive of Matt, his friend. Yeah, And Matt seems to be kind of settling with it, you know, that he's like, you know, this is sad, but like clearly she likes him. So I'm not going to be a bad person. Really, I am uh, coming around big on Matt in this episode. He's just he does a lot of sweet things in this app. He just seems like a very good guy. And he's like, yeah, I'm sad, but like it's Elena's life. Yeah. And Tyler's like, they're walking off into the sunset, bro. And he's like, what? And t- Matt's like, whatever. Like, Matt's like, Matt's please stop very- making me more sad. Like, I'm trying to move on and be a good guy. And Tyler's like, eh, look how annoying it is. Tyler gives a great line to Matt where he said, they're walking into the sunset and you're over here looking like one of those yard trolls. <laughs> and Matt says, it's a gnome. Like, which one of those is better? Yeah, like, Matt, don't correct him. Don't give him the term gnome. Like gnome was worse because at least Yard Troll was like kind of vague. 
Either way, it's an insult. So then we cut back to Elena and Stefan. And Elena's like, you know what? You should come to dinner and I'll bring Bonnie and she'll like you. Which is actually a great move, I think, by Elena. Simple and elegant. But of course, Tyler's still stewing. So he's like, I know what we should do, Matt. And Matt's like, please, just like, can we not? And Tyler throws a football to Stefan. And Stefan turns around and catches it because he's a vampire. He has super senses. And somehow this attracts the attention of everyone on the quad. Yeah, and somehow no one is like, wow, he caught that really fast without even turning around. Like, that doesn't freak Elena out. Like, she's like, oh, wow, he just, I guess maybe she was like, oh, he just has really fast reflexes, whatever. Yeah. I mean, he turned around. He caught it normally. He just did it really fast. And I think it was one of those things that it was fast enough that you'd be like, that's a little faster than a human would move. But he didn't really go any distance. So you're probably like, if you're not looking for it, you're like, okay. I must have just like blunt, like, blunk blinked and I said and it went faster than I anticipated it like that's not something you would like bring up and also like again if you don't know there are vampires in town you'd be like oh that dude's really good at football which yeah. is evidently what people thought and also if he's that guy if he's a guy you're into and he's super hot you're like oh my god he's athletic too yeah I'd be like damn he caught that football fast so Elena catches on to this um and she's like you should play football and he doesn't want to do it, probably mostly because he knows that Tyler and Matt don't like him and he doesn't want to cause drama. Yeah. And also probably because he's a vampire and he might get tempted to do a fast little run down the field. Yeah, that's what I was like, just how it must be harder to play football that he can't like run as fast as possible. Like it must be like an extra journey to slow yourself down and like not leave everybody in your dust. <laughs> <laughs> but Elena's kind of at this point in her life now that she's got a new man. She's kind of like feeling a little better. So she wants to get reinvolved with extracurricular activities. She's like, I was really involved before my parents died. So she, I think she kind of wants Stefan to get involved in football because it like signifies her life is back to normal. Well, like, cause she wants to get back to cheerleading and she's like, well, maybe I'm not fully sold on it yet, but if I'm cheering for Stefan, like maybe that'll help me kind of push myself into it. Mm-hmm. Well, because she was on cheer and Matt was on football when they were dating. So it's a very like quintessential high school thing. So next we go to history class where they're learning about World War II and Tanner is trying to talk about World War II, but he's talking very vaguely. And to be fair to Tanner, Elena is just absolutely ignoring him to talk to Stefan. Yeah, she's fully turned around. She's like, you sure don't you sure you don't want to play football? And at this time, also, Bonnie is just in the background doodling some numbers, which is vibey. So she is drawing the numbers 8, 14 and 22. We'll get more to those numbers later. But during this time, basically... So Tanner's like, hey, Elena, when was Pearl Harbor? And she can't name it, which it's a very memorable day. It's a day that has lived in infamy. Yeah, arguably, like, I don't know history. I'm very bad at dates. And I could have named the Pearl Harbor date. Can you name it right now? December 7th, 1941. Yeah, okay, good. You could hear my confidence go down as I said it, because I was like, I know, you said, I I said, can you name it right now? And you said, um, (laughs) oh, let's. Let's move on. Let's cut that. (laughs) (laughs) Cut this part. So anyway, Stefan comes to Elena's defense once again and names the date of Pearl Harbor. And then Tanner and Stefan kind of get into like a dick measuring contest. Yeah, I was going to say pissing match, but same same vibe. I couldn't couldn't remember the term pissing match. (laughs) So you're like, I know a penis is involved. Dick measuring contest works. It's also worked. It's not a phrase, but I stand by it. But basically over who can name the most historical dates. And let me say, Tanner's throwing him some softballs because he's just like, name the year of Brown versus Board of Education. We all know that's 1954. See, I couldn't have named that year. I could have said 50s. So some of these, you know, dates that you wouldn't know if you're not a history person, but also like clearly Stefan likes history. None of these dates were ones that were really going to throw him for loop. And then he says Korean War and Stefan says the, the years. And he's like, oh, you're wrong, which like, if you're not 100% sure in when you're in this argument with a high schooler, like it is so embarrassing if you're wrong, like just end it. Well, and he was so excited for Stefan to be wrong that it's like you already showed that you're the loser here because you're an adult man who actively wants to embarrass a 17 year old. Well, there was like no way out of that situation that made the teacher look good. Well, if Stefan got a date wrong, or was like, I don't know that he was like, then he would be like, so next time don't talk in my class. That's the way he gets out of it. I guess true. He should have given him a trickier event. Yeah. 
here's one something outside of america i mean maybe this is american history but like it was all america dates which no offense if i were stefan and i was like whatever 150 years old or some shit I would have gone some other places like during the civil war or like world war two, I'd be like, I'm going to go somewhere that's like not involved with this. That would be my personal choice in a world war. There's not many places you can go. I guess that's a good point. He's like, you know what? It's world war two. I'm going to get out of America. I think I'll check out Berlin. Yeah. Well, you have to wonder what side Stefan was on in all of these because he is white and he's like an old, old ass dude. You can't imagine he's always been the most woke. I can tell you they will address some wars. Okay, that makes sense. I was thinking they probably would. As they go on. Excited to see them in their little outfits for the war. I assume they were soldiers at some point. I'm not going to tell you which wars they fought in because I think the two brothers fought in different wars. I have a picture of one of them in like a Civil War outfit. I don't remember which colors were which, or at least the little hat. I have that Mm -hmm. in my head somewhere. That's real deep in there if you start digging. We'll get there. I know we get to their backstory in the next couple episodes. That's exciting. I know what episode it is, but I'm not going to tell you what episode it is. Okay, so then Elena's like, wow, that was so cool how you knew historical dates. And Stefan's like, oh, I do a lot of crossword puzzles, which very good covering it up, I think. I don't think it was because let me tell you. (laughs) I don't do a lot of crossword puzzles, but it's not like year of Lincoln's assassination, 1865. They're words. Well, yeah, to be fair, you can't put like years in there. It's just one of those like ways that you learn trivia. But I guess it is fair that like there wouldn't really be that many dates. And even as someone who does a lot of crossword puzzles, I miss that. So I would argue that makes it a good cover. I think I think it was still a good cover, obviously, because Elena was impressed. She wasn't like, how did you know all those in a suspicious way? So he didn't really need to do much work. Yeah. So next we go to the football field and clearly Stefan was swayed by Elena because he goes to Tanner, who also happens to be the coach of the football team and is like, hey, can I please be on the team? And Tyler glares the whole time. Of course, Tanner is like at first not into it because he can't stand Stefan because he's been (laughs) pwned by Stefan two days in a row. Yeah, I don't like to say the word pwned, but that there's no other word for what happened. in that. Yeah, no, I I fully agree with you. I wasn't going to fight you on the word pwned in that usage. I think that is what that word was made for. Exactly. So (laughs) course he's like no I don't want you on the football team Tanner says tryouts were like last spring and Stefan's like I wasn't here and he's like I know (laughs) well no he says as far as as far as I'm concerned you're not here now (laughs) but eventually Tanner's like well our football team kind of sucks so yeah I guess I shouldn't look a gift horse in the mouth (laughs) yeah he heard about the football catch heard around the world because it seems like everyone in school was talking about it which actually is a realistic portrayal of high school I feel like if that happened I would have heard about it by lunch oh yeah if someone like Tyler threw a football at a new kid and he like caught it from like across the courtyard oh yeah everyone would be like oh my god did you see did you uh, see Tyler got pwned (laughs) exactly I was just gonna say that (laughs) lots of pwning being done by Stefan so Eventually, Tanner lets him on the team. And simultaneously, cheer practice is happening. And Elena shows up and Bonnie's like, oh, my God, you're here. So we find out that they're all cheerleaders, which, of course, they are. Why wouldn't they be? Duh, look at these little hotties. And Elena's like, oh, by the way, you're coming to dinner tonight. And Bonnie's like, ooh. And Elena says, with Stefan. And she says, oh, I can't come. But, you know, eventually she says she's going to go. So as Stefan, you know, runs onto the football field to Tyler and Matt's absolute disappointment, Bonnie and Elena are concerned about where Caroline is. And then Caroline rolls up with Damon in a Mustang convertible. With a little scarf around her neck. Yeah, rolling up to cheer practice in a scarf is very 2009. Uh, you know, I thought about starting wearing neck scarves recently. And, you know, I know this isn't the lesson I'm supposed to be getting from Caroline obviously covering up her vampire bite, but maybe it's time. You should get a vampire boyfriend so you can get encouraged to wear your scarf. He can t- he can make me. Then I won't be scared about the, the risk I'm taking fashion-wise. He'll just tell exactly. me and I'll be like, okay, great. I look good. So Bonnie's like, oh, that must be the hot guy Caroline was talking about. And Elena's like, that's not just any hot guy. That's literally Stefan's brother. And Bonnie's like, oh my God, I have to deal with two of these fucking sad ass boys with my two best friends. Can't someone just fucking date Matt? My life was so simple when someone was dating Matt. And then Caroline, you know, she's clearly like the captain of the cheer squad, but she's like, I got the other brother. I hope you don't mind Elena because obviously Caroline is very threatened by Elena and just needs to show it off a little bit. And you know what? Fine. Elena's okay. Caroline needs to show that she like can get a hot guy yeah she needed the confidence boost 
so yeah, no shade to Kaoline. She found herself a cutie and she couldn't have known she was going to get her neck bit. She yeah. literally couldn't have. So then the cheerleaders start to do choreography to nice legs, Daisy Dukes, make some mango. Woo, 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 woo. You know, Elena is admittedly fumbling the choreography and it's not her fault. Again, this is her first cheer practice in months. And Caroline tells her to like sit back and observe today, which Elena kind of makes a face about. But honestly, it's good advice. And it's fair. Like you haven't been here. You should just watch a little bit, kind of get a handle for the choreography before you're standing front and center. Well, Elena's obviously putting a lot of pressure on herself to be back in cheer and being back in extra curriculars. Yeah, because she's doing it because she wants to be back to normal. And it's not back to normal if you're standing watching the choreography. So Elena takes this opportunity to not observe the choreography and instead go observe Stefan playing football. As he runs out in his jersey, Tyler is pissed off. And Matt's like, he's good at football. Let's just let him play football. But Tyler convinces Matt to do a little play, I guess. I don't know football, so whatever. It doesn't matter. Basically, Tyler tackles Stefan really hard. And he's like, oh, my bad, bro. And Stefan's like, oh, it's okay, you know. Everyone's like, oh, walk it off. So Matt comes up and he's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, bro. Like I threw a bad pass, which is just sweet because like Matt at that point wasn't even complicit in that hazing anymore. Mm -hmm. And he still was like, I'm so sorry, Stefan. Yeah, Matt is being the bigger person here, which is nice. And then Matt walks away and Stefan looks at his pinky, which is all bent up and he cracks it back into place, which is our first instance we see of Stefan healing himself, but it's a little vague. Yeah, I was like most supernatural characters. Again, I have rewatched a little bit of Teen Wolf. So I'm getting back in that like super supernatural mindset of like they can heal themselves. And so I assumed that in theory, his finger could have been dislocated and he popped it back in. Although the use of the the word crunch in the closed captions did give us a little clue. Although that couldn't have made Tyler happy. (laughs) Tyler's like, I swear to God, I heard his pinky crunch. How hard do I have to tackle him? (laughs) Harder than that, Tyler. Harder than that. Tyler is truly, truly hot. He really is like a, a more rugged Jesse Metcalf, which is just right in my sweet spot. There's no way around it. He's hot. I know he's not the love interest of our story at this moment, but he's hot. Notice how I said at this moment. That implies that he will have a love story. So I'm excited to see that. Well, we'll see. So then we get back to the Salvatore house where Damon is reading Stefan's diary. I didn't even clock that. Well, yeah. So Stefan walks in and Damon's like, oh my God, how was football tryouts? Did you make the team? Just making fun of him. I just, you know, razzing him a little bit. And he basically makes a comment. He's like, it's very, you know, you write like Emerson with a lot of adjectives. Ha ha ha. And Stefan's like, could you not read my diary? See, I clocked that, but I didn't clock that that was about writing because I don't know enough about Emerson to have made that connection. I just did it by context. I don't read Emerson. I'm not a nerd. I read <laughs> Seventeen Magazine, baby. <laughs> so Damon's like, hey, you know what, Stefan? I'm really sorry. I would, I just want us to start over, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, he's joking. Stefan never believes for a second Damon's really apologizing and neither do we the audience well and I think it is kind of fair to make fun of him for like wanting to play football again he's like 150 in high school he's kind of a a broody guy and so it's pretty silly to be playing football (laughs) I've said this before and well or maybe I've just thought this if I was a vampire and I was immortal I'm not going to high school more than once. And I didn't have a bad time in high school. I liked high school. But why? I would never get a job. First of all, I would never be in high school. I would just compel myself into things. Yeah. If I'm a vampire in this universe. I was going to say I could, like, I could go to college multiple times where I'd just be out and about fucking partying. But I also, like, why be in classes at all? Just, like, especially in high school, not for nothing. I mean, what am I going to do? Go to, like, a high school party and have a wine cooler every Friday? Like, why would I do that? Well, and Stefan, like, what are you gaining from his? history class clearly you know everything well he's i mean he's epically poning the teacher he's gaining some he's gaining some free pones he's like okay i need the confidence boost after what damon's doing to me so i'm just gonna go pone mr tanner real quick yeah he's like damon's being really mean to me got time to flex on the history teacher by knowing when pearl harbor was Stefan's like, you know, Damon, it doesn't have to be this way. And Damon's like, oh, of course it does. And, you know, Damon kind of threatens the fact that he's like, oh, I saw Elena today. I could really kill her whenever I want. And then Damon says, but I'm dating my own cheerleader. But Stefan doesn't know who yet. Yeah. I don't think he saw him drop off Carol. And I don't I don't think he particularly cares which cheerleader is dating as long as it's not Elena. I mean, Stefan has proven that he literally doesn't care if Caroline lives or dies. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, oh, Caroline. Yeah, go ahead. Fucking kill her. 
He's so rude to Caroline. So then we cut to the Gilbert house where Bonnie and Elena are cooking dinner for Stefan. And by cooking dinner, I mean putting takeout food into bowls, which is absolutely iconic. And this is the first time Bonnie says out loud, well, she's talking about how she's definitely psychic, how she predicted that a phone commercial was going to come on. And Elena's like, that commercial's on all the time. Then Bonnie's like, okay, riddle me this. I keep seeing the numbers 8, 14, and 22. What do you think that means? And Elena says, we should play the lottery, which actually you should if you're seeing numbers. Yeah, she said it like a joke, but like, just buy a ticket. Like, why not? Yeah, exactly. Worst thing that can happen is you lose. But, oh, wait. Well, I guess they probably can't buy it. But just tell Jenna. Maybe the plus of being Stefan and staying in high school is you don't really need like an ID for anything. Because like, what would your ID say? Like, how would you get an ID? You would compel someone at the DMV to get you an, an ID. Fair enough. I was like, where's his birth certificate? And why does it say like 1703 or something, you know? It's like how in the pilot, he went to the school and she said, we need your immunization records. And he said, no, you do not. Okay, I forgot. That's that, probably, yes. that's what I would assume they do with the DMV. I guess that makes sense. That- or if they're at a bar and they're like, I need to see your ID. You'd be like, no, you don't. That's what do you true. need an ID okay. for if you're a vampire? Uh, yeah, I guess, I don't know. I forget the power that has. Yeah, if I was at a bar and I was a vampire and they're like, that'll be $13. I'd be like, no, it isn't. <laughs> No, it actually won't. (laughs) No, you're going to give this to me for free because I'm so pretty. Tell me I'm pretty. And you're going to keep them coming. And they're going to be like, you're pretty. So it's free. Like I would. That's why I would use the compelling. I'd be like, tell me I get this for free because I'm pretty. And they'd be like, you get this for free because you're pretty. And I'd be like, thank you. (laughs) More logistical questions about I just need to know how the vampire goes to the DMV. So Elena's like, why don't you talk to your grandma about this? And Bonnie's like, well, my grandma's just going to tell me I'm a witch and I don't want to be a witch. And Elena's like, I don't want to be a witch either. (laughs) Like, I don't want to talk to my grandma because she'll just tell me I'm a witch. Well, then you're probably a witch and that's probably the explanation like you don't really want the explanation it seems bonnie also predicts where the serving spoons are in the house and where the birthday candles are which i wouldn't say is a big clue for being a psychic but obviously it's enough to convince her it obviously affects her so then we cut to stefan and elena and bonnie sitting down in just total silence eating their pasta someone lead this conversation so elena of course is like okay i gotta get this thing moving she says hey did tanner give you a hard time and he's like well he let me on the team ha 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 and elena's like oh my god bonnie did you hear about how Tyler threw a football and Bonnie's like, I heard. By this point, that's old news. Yeah, Bonnie's like, oh my God, like four different people told me it wasn't that cool. Like, <laughs> he caught one football. And then Elena's like, oh, Bonnie, why don't you tell them about your family? And she's like, uh, they're divorced. And she's like, no, the witches. Bonnie clearly doesn't want to bring up the witch thing to this guy. She obviously doesn't trust. So Bonnie's like, fine. Yeah, uh, my family came through Salem. And Stefan's like, Salem, really? He's like interested, but he doesn't want to show he's interested. He's like, Salem witches, huh? Well, because at first he's like, oh, I knew there was some like druids that settled here in the 18th. She's like, oh, no, they're through Salem. And he's like, Okay, because he doesn't want to like ask. Here's what I want to ask. Why do you think Stefan cares about Salem witches? That's a good question. I guess I assumed that he was somehow involved at the Salem witch trials. He was there or that he just like knew that there was a family of witches in this town. Like if he's a vampire who like is from this town, like I'm sure he knows if there are pockets of supernatural like characters that have been there for a while. Yeah, he would make that his business to know. Conversation is actually just starting to flow for the first time about Salem witches and the doorbell rings, which is interesting because they're not expecting anyone else. (laughs) Yeah. They open the door and there is Caroline and Damon. No one is prepared to react to this. (laughs) <laughs> but, and this is a smart move by Damon, because Caroline's friends with Elena and Bonnie, they're like, oh, I don't see any problem with him coming in. And Elena's met Damon, and it's not like she like was immediately amazingly charmed by him, but she really doesn't think he's that bad. So, of course, Elena immediately is like, oh, come on. And Stefan's like, no, don't invite him in. He's like, stop. <laughs> and Stefan's like, Damon can't stay. And Damon's like, yes, I can. <laughs> Damon is like, what do you mean don't come in? Like, that's so silly. Like, makes it seem less important that he has to be invited in. Well, and then Caroline says, come on in. And I didn't realize, like, I was like, oh, does that count as inviting in? But evidently it does not. Yeah, but luckily Elena does say, yeah, you guys can come on in. So they're sitting in the living room and they're talking. Caroline is using this time. I don't know why. She's like, Elena is going through such a blah phase since her parents died. She used to be so fun. But now she's bad at cheerleading. And it's like, Caroline, maybe don't. (laughs) Damon uses this opportunity. He says, well, Elena, I just want you to know I really feel for you for losing your parents. You know, Stefan and I have lost everyone close to us 
in our lives, it feels like. And he alludes to Catherine. I don't remember what he says to allude to her. This is one of the first instances in this episode where Damon gives these really vague things that like say all these vampire things without saying it. He's like, oh my God, we've seen everyone we've ever been close to die, which is because they're immortal. But he doesn't say that. It's very fun. And you can tell he's having fun with it too. He's just dropping little hints. He's like hoping someone will figure it out. It's really funny. Yeah, it's great for us as the audience who, again, know he's a vampire at this point. So then we cut to the grill and Jeremy is just like sitting, moping. And Matt's like, hey, you okay? And Jeremy's like, no. So Jeremy goes and tries to pick a fight with Tyler. And Tyler is like, no, I'm not going to fight with you. Sorry. But then they almost do because Tyler can't stop himself from fighting. And Vicky is watching and she's obviously like not wanting them to fight, but she's working. She can't go over and break up a fight. She's like giving people baskets of bread. And finally, they break up the fight. And Matt's like, what are you doing, Vicky? And Vicky's like, I'm literally at work. Well, honestly, at this point, I would be like, this isn't my business. Like, these two need to work this shit out between themselves. Like, I'm doing my thing. It's not her job to, like, stop every fight they get in because they clearly are fighting every time they they lay eyes on each other. So if I were Vicky, I'd be like, this is not my responsibility. Then we cut back to the Gilbert house. And Elena's doing the dishes and Damon's talking to Elena. Foolish move by Stefan to let Damon be alone with Elena, but who am I? He usually is like on her ass about it. Damon is like, you know, I like you. You have a great smile. You make Stefan laugh. And I haven't seen that happen in a long time. Elena says, you know, earlier it sounded like you were alluding to Catherine. Were you talking about Catherine? And he said, yeah, I was. Which, of course, he wants her to ask this. And Elena's like, did Catherine die? And he's like, yeah, in a fire. And she said, when? And Damon smartly says, it feels like it was yesterday. But obviously it wasn't. We as the audience don't know when that is yet, but we can assume it was more years ago than the age they appear to be. Yeah, because the picture of Catherine is like an old portrait. So like, it's been some time. And Elena says, so which one of you dated her first? And Damon says, nicely deduced. So we have learned that Stefan and Damon both dated Catherine. Stephanie, was this a shock to you? This was a shock to me. I didn't know this. Obviously, I know Elena dates both Damon and and Stefan. So I'm interested to see how this goes because I feel like we're going to learn some stuff about like their relationship with Catherine. And I'm not positive it's going to paint Stefan in a good light. And Damon says, you know what, Elena? You should probably quit cheer. You looked really miserable at practice. And she's like, hmm, you could tell. Anyway, that's good advice. And then... You know, he's kind of had his fun. He's messed with her. He's planted the seeds that he wanted to plant. He did a great job. But Elena throws him for a loop because she says, hey, Damon, I'm sorry about Catherine because you lost her too. And Damon, like that does take him by surprise. And I think because Damon's so used to being this like antagonistic guy that like he is planning for people to not think about how he, how he feels about that. And, and I think that also is partly why I think that Stefan may not be painted in the best light when we learn about Catherine and how that all played out with him and Damon, because it seems like Damon like is like, man, like I really don't let myself be sad about this because like Stefan's the one who gets to be sad about it. And you can see that like, this is, I think, a, the first spark of him and Elena really bonding in a way that like he didn't expect even. Exactly. She's no longer just a pawn in his plan. So I'm interested to see kind of like what that story looked like with Catherine and maybe he's being antagonistic because he doesn't want to like fall in love with a girl that his brother's dating again. Damon is going to get painted in a much more positive light in the past than I think I was anticipating. So then we cut to the living room where Caroline is kind of having a heart to heart with Stefan about how it's really hard for Matt and Matt and Elena were each other's firsts and it's just kind of a hard time. And Stefan totally isn't listening. He's like, I don't care about that. I'm beyond that. There's something else happening here that's more important. (laughs) He's like, first of all, I'm built different. I don't care about Matt. Stefan says, that's a nice scarf you've got on. Can I see it? Can you take it off so I can see it? And she says, oh, no, I can't take it off. And he says, why? And she says, I just know I can't. Well, it makes me think about, obviously, this isn't the reason, but it's like that story with the girl who has the choker and she takes off her choker and her head falls off. Like, that's what I was thinking of. And I know that's not the reason. You know that Damon didn't cut her head off and tie it on with a scarf. Yeah. Well, and it's clear, obviously, that Damon compelled her to wear the scarf. And going back to my previous takes on these kind of scarves, you'd have to compel me to wear one of those scarves. If I'm wearing that scarf, someone has compelled me along the way and you need to help me. Yeah, do you see me in one of those scarves? Get me some vervain ASAP. 
So Damon comes in and he's like, hey, what are you guys talking about? Stefan's like, just Caroline's lovely scarf. You can tell Damon was in the kitchen, eavesdropping and talking to him at the same time and heard some of the scarf talking. He's like, oh, I got to get out there. He said, please excuse me. So Damon's like, hey, Caroline, I think Elena needs help in the kitchen with the dishes. And Caroline says, does it look like I do dishes? No, it does not, Caroline. Way to ask for what you deserve. Unfortunately, Damon can compel her. So it does look like she does dishes. So then Damon and Stefan are finally alone so they can have a real hurt to hurt brother chat where Stefan's basically like, Caroline, humans, they're not puppets to do whatever you want. And Damon says, yes, they literally literally are. Exactly what it is. And Stefan's like, you know what, Damon, I think it's time for you to go. And Damon's like, that's fine. I've been invited in. I can come back whenever I want. Which is an interesting logistical thing to clear up that they only have to be invited in the one time. I was thinking they had to be invited in every single time they went. But yeah, that's a note on lore that if you've been invited in once, you can go back to that building, that house, whenever you want. You've been invited in. Which is why I, it makes more sense why Stefan was like, do not invite him in. Because mm-hmm. it lasts. Because as we see later, Damon really takes the invite and, and rolls with it. After dinner, Elena and Stefan are up in Elena's room and she's like, you know, Damon's not so bad. And then Elena and Stefan start making out. It gets hot and heavy. And then when Stefan goes to take his shirt off, he reveals his face and it's Damon. And it was all a dream, which immediately you were like, I think Damon did that. (laughs) Yeah. Like, not that she couldn't have that dream on her own, but that seems like very much a Damon move. Well, and in case we were unsure if it was like her dream or if Damon had something to do with it, she looks up to her window and what's there but a crow. We're still hanging on to the crow thing. I think this is the last crow we see that signifies Damon. I think by episode four, we're over it. Yeah, we saw like six crows in episode one and now we're down to like one in this episode. So they were past that pretty quick. They said, guys, we got to drop the crows. It's stupid. It's dumb. It also does make make it seem like he's like shape-shifting into a crow. That's what I thought in the first episode. And that's misleading. I think what they were probably going for is a lore where they can change into something other than a bat because that's what they expect. But I think probably they were like, we don't really need to use that. We have enough that we can play off of that we don't need them turning into things. That's true. That makes a lot of sense. Maybe it's in the book. I didn't read the books and I'm not going to. You couldn't make me. Yeah. I like the take that they didn't want to do a bat because it's too easy. And so they went with Crow. I get the choice of Crow. I even think it's a fine choice, but I do think they just have enough other stuff going on. They don't need the Crow. Yeah. I agree. So we wake up the next morning after Elena's dream and she's looking thoughtfully at her cheer uniform. Well, Stefan is, I keep saying Stefan because you're saying Stefan. (laughs) Well, Stefan is journaling about protecting Elena and how important it is to protect Elena. So then Stefan and Elena meet up at school. Stefan's in his football jersey and Elena is not in her cheer uniform. And she's like, I quit. You know, it just wasn't me anymore. And then Stefan gives her a necklace. Stephanie, how do you feel about this necklace? It's ugly. (laughs) <laughs> and here's why it's just too much it's it's the same style of the ring that he's wearing that it's just doing a lot uh, you know it's pretty funny that she's like oh what is that rose and he's like it's an herb i love that he didn't even say what herb as though like she wouldn't know what vervain is and why it has vervain also if my boyfriend gave me a locket i'm like oh it smells like rose i would immediately open the locket and the herb would fall on the ground <laughs> he would be so point. mad <laughs> that's a good point he's been alive for a long time there's no way he doesn't have some beautiful antique like civil war gold and shit and he gives her this necklace let me tell you this necklace has a life later in the series and it is canonically a beautiful antique anyway yeah. this necklace is hideous and it's so not the style of necklace elena wears but of course willing suspension of disbelief she's like it's beautiful i'm so excited to wear it every day they do sell them on etsy so i'm buying you one for christmas i want you to know that Ooh, i'll forget by then I know you will. I'll probably forget (laughs) then too. You probably won't be getting it. Yeah. (laughs) So she puts on this necklace that has an herb in it. And she's like, great. I love it. And Caroline comes up to Elena and she's like, why are you not in your uniform? And I don't understand if Elena quit cheer, who did she tell? Did she just be like, I'm just not going to show up? (laughs) Yeah, she made that choice. She didn't tell anyone. So then we cut to a bonfire slash pep rally that's at night. The football team's there. The cheerleaders are there. Everyone's here because, again, it's a teen drama. Every episode needs an event. And I love a bonfire pep rally. That's one thing I really wish was like more in high schools. Like, I think that'd be so fun. Oh, yeah. But I can understand why 
high schools shy away from having big fires. I guess also it makes sense as as girls who went to high school in the desert in Palm Springs, why they might not have a giant fire. They do that on the OC on the beach a lot. They do it in the pilot. They do it in the episode where everyone decides what college they're going to. I mean, it's a popular teen drama thing. It's a great centerpiece. Anyway, Tanner starts giving his speech, which is great because it's a typical football pep rally speech. So we as the audience don't have to listen to it. So we can just focus on everybody making eyes at each other. Yeah. <laughs> which is like Jeremy's making eyes at his beer. Tyler is glaring at Stefan. Stefan and Elena are looking at each other. In the middle of the speech, Tyler goes up and says hi to Vicky. And Jeremy, like, you know, is kind of lurking nearby, as he always is. And Tyler says to Jeremy, you can have her when I'm done. And Jeremy punches him in the face, which is deserved. He earned that one. And of course, it's Tyler. He takes the opportunity to get into a fight. So they fight. And then Jeremy really steps it up by picking up a glass bottle and his reflexes aren't fast enough. So he ends up cutting Stefan's hand. This first punch, like everyone turned around immediately. Mr. Tanner, I guess, is really not holding the attention of the audience. Mr. Tanner thinks he's in Remember the Titans and he is in Bad News Bears. Those are my sports references. I don't know if they're even good. Is Bad News Bears about sports? Yeah, it's about baseball. I thought it was about bears. <laughs> no, it's about a baseball team that's bad. It is like a Sandlot-esque movie. Well, you learn something new every day. So Elena's like, oh my God, your hand got cut and it was bleeding. Let me look at it. But of course, when Stefan reveals his hand, it has healed. And he's like, oh, it wasn't my blood. Like, And he wipes it on his pants. And he does his best to explain it. But Elena is like, I saw it cut your hand. I saw blood. I know you got cut. Which I think Stefan could have easily been like, oh, it must have been a trick of the light or something. Like, this is the thing with Stefan. He like gets a little overwhelmed when he has to lie. And so he keeps it very vague, which is fine. But you can see in his face, he's like freaking out. I think this was a fine lie. I just think that Elena happened to be a little bit more wary of him because of Bonnie. Yeah, and a little bit more sure she saw some blood. So before the game, Elena goes up to Bonnie and says, hey, what did you mean when you said you touched Stefan and got a bad feeling? Because I kind of got a weird feeling today. And Bonnie's like, no, no, we had fun at dinner. Like, I'm fine. I like him now. It's not a big deal. And Elena's like, no, I really need you to tell me. And she said, okay, today I've been seeing 8, 14, 22. I told you that. But she's like, but when I touched Stefan, it wasn't so specific. It was a feeling. He felt like what I imagined death to feel like. Not what you want to hear about your new boyfriend. Yeah, but also like Elena's clearly like, well, what do I do with that information? Like, I think she thought that she was going to hear from Bonnie like, oh, I saw his ex-girlfriend like he was thinking about her. And then Bonnie said that and she was like, um, okay. Yeah, Elena's not really ready to like theorize about supernatural creatures yet. You can easily talk yourself out of it and be like, okay, she like didn't really like him and had this weird feeling and like now has built it into this idea. Well, especially if like you don't believe in psychics. So Elena's wandering around by herself and Damon sneaks up on her and she's like, oh, hey. And he's like, oh, I'm hiding from Caroline. You know, she talks a lot. He's like, I just don't think it's going to work out in the long run. And Elena's like, okay. I get that Caroline has annoying qualities, but she's my friend. We've been friends since we were in first grade. So yeah, she's trying to be like, oh, yeah, I get it. Sometimes Caroline can be annoying. But she's like, hey, dude, who do you think you're talking to? I'm one of Caroline's two best friends. Exactly. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry if I'm making you uncomfortable. That's not my intention. And Elena's like, yes, it is. (laughs) And he does. I mean, to his credit, he owns up. He's like, yeah, you're right. But I can tell that you're like intrigued by me. You probably even dreamed about me, which tells us that absolutely Damon did it. Yeah. Then Damon compels Elena to kiss him, which dumb, fucked up, rude, awful man behavior. Yeah. But I get why he's doing it. And she slaps him across the face and says, let's get one thing straight here. I am not Catherine. Sick move. Sick line. And Damon is shook. He clearly plays it very fast and loose with the compulsion. And so he is not ready for that, which obviously, you know, makes him be like, well, now I really want to kiss her. So then we cut to Matt goes up to Stefan and he's like, hey, I really want to thank you for like defending Jeremy. And I really want to apologize for like being kind of mean to you at practice. He's obviously sad about Elena, but he's like, this is important to Elena and I want to be a friend. So I'm going to reach out to this guy and make sure that he feels welcome on this team. Well, and it's clear that, you know, whether or not Elena and Stefan are in it for the long haul remains to be seen. But it's clear that like Elena wants him to be close with Bonnie and he got into a fight for Jeremy. It's clear that 
for the moment, Stefan is a part of Elena's life and Matt is taking that very well. And he's apologizing really for Tyler's behavior, not even his, although yeah. Matt was complicit. Also that he sees that Stefan is like helping Elena. It seems f- like that Stefan has good intentions as far as he can tell, even though he still is a little weirded out about the vampire thing, but he seems to kind of have moved past that for the moment. Well, I think he stopped suspecting Stefan once Stefan quote unquote found Vicky wandering around. That's true. So Stefan and Matt bond and then Matt goes back into the locker room and over by the dumpster, (laughs) Damon starts applauding in the shadows and he says, real nice trick with Elena. You put Vervain in her necklace, didn't you? Where'd you get it? So that's when we learn that the herb that Elena was smelling is Vervain. And let me tell you, I thought Vervain was something the Vampire Diaries made up. Well, and that's so funny. I mean, I like study plants, like I'm in graduate school for plant biology. So I, of course, knew that Vervain was real. You also thought like Wolfsbane was fake, which makes sense because Wolfsbane sounds faker. Yeah, on Teen Wolf, there's a thing that's bad for wolves called Wolfsbane. And I was like, well, that sounds like a fake herb because it's got wolf in the name. Yeah. And I guess Vervain, you could think it's fake. I was like, oh, they made it up. They needed something that's easy to say. It's an herb. It's Vervain. It's bad for vampires, you know? What's funny is I didn't clock that like immediately that the necklace was why he couldn't compel Elena. I thought Elena was just like very special and like more resistant to compulsion than other people. I assumed that was somehow possible. I probably thought that when I first saw it too, but just now that I'm intimately familiar with the effects of Vervain on vampires in the realm of the Vampire Diaries, I knew that Vervain was there. So Damon says, where'd you get it? Because at this point, I don't think Damon thought of Vervain as a clear and present danger. Yeah, as something that Stefan could find. So basically Damon's like, well, maybe I can't compel her, but I can still go into her house and kill her whenever I want. And Stefan at this point is calling his bluff left and right. I mean, Stefan called his bluff last episode when he said he was going to like set Vicky into the town knowing about Stefan and Damon compelled him against it. So obviously Damon doesn't want to hurt Stefan and Stefan knows this. And Stefan also knows that hurting Elena would really only hurt Stefan. So Stefan knows Damon's not going to do that. So Stefan basically is like, you're bluffing. I can see you have humanity left because if you didn't, you would have killed me a long time ago. You've had a long time available to kill me. And obviously you're not going to do it because you care about me because you're not a monster. Well, and even without that, it gives Damon something to lord over him to be exactly. like, well, I could kill you. I could kill Elena. But clearly Stefan is like, you could, but you won't. Well, and Stefan mentions that the reason this humanity is still clear and present is because of Catherine. And he doesn't elaborate really on that, but he mentions Catherine in this fight, mm-hmm. which is noticeable. Which again, gives some evidence that like Catherine really did a number on Damon more than Stefan. Then Damon's like, oh, you think I'm not a monster? And he kills Tanner, which I'm happy to see Tanner die. But Damon, you're not proving your point. And any, if anything, you're proving Stefan's point because Stefan's like, you're not going to kill me. And then Damon goes and kills Tanner. Stefan's like, so you didn't kill me. Yeah, like Stefan never said Damon wouldn't kill anyone. I mean, clearly Damon doesn't care about that, but he won't kill Stefan or Elena. I mean, he was like, oh, this random dude? Sure, I'll kill him. Like that clearly is not an issue for Damon. Oh, I was happy. And I can't believe I didn't guess this one as an early death because my same justification for thinking Tyler would die relatively soon was that he's an easy one to kill because no one really likes him. And I think that like that would have been so obvious with Mr. Tanner and I'm excited to see the school get, I guess, at least one more teacher because I'd really only seen Mr. Tanner work at the school. So then we cut to the locker room. It should be noted that at this point, we don't know for sure that Tanner's dead. We just know that he's been attacked. So we cut to the locker room and Matt finally goes off on Tyler. He's like, listen, Tyler, you're acting like a 12 year old bully. You're messing with Stefan for no reason. You're like provoking fights with Jeremy and you're not being particularly nice to my sister. And Tyler's like, whatever, dude. So they get in this fight and Matt kind of storms out of the locker room because he's like, I said all I needed to say. Obviously, Tyler's not ready to hear it yet. And Matt finds Tanner's body. And there's a whole lot of blood. Like, it is clear. He's dead. So basically, we see the ambulance pull up. All the students are gathered around. We see Tanner zipped up in a body bag. Like, he's gone. And as Bonnie's like kind of looking at this and seeing it all unfold, she sees the numbers 8, 14, and 22. So we're getting to the end of the episode. So they're playing some song underneath. I don't know the song, but it is absolutely sad. And I'm kind of jamming to it. So it will be played underneath this segment. It's kind of boppy. I mean, I liked it. I was like dancing a little. Exactly. But we can tell the episode's wrapping up because we're seeing all the characters reacting to the events of this episode. 
with this song underscoring them, Matt's sad. Tyler's like pissed off, but probably a little sad because his friend's mad at him. And then Jeremy's sitting by the bleachers again with a beer because, again, Jeremy needs a break. And then Vicky goes up to Jeremy and she says, I want you to know it wasn't just for the drugs. And then she leaves. And it's like, okay, well, can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah, can you elaborate? What was it for then? He's like, so do you like me or not? He's like, because I'm clearly going through something and I would like if a girl liked me. Elena and Stefan are talking to each other. Elena's upset. She's like, what kind of animal would come from the woods into the middle of town and kill somebody? You're asking all the right questions, Elena. (laughs) Yeah, fair point. And then she turns to Stefan and she says, I was so sure you cut your hand earlier. He basically talks out of it. He's like, hey, we're all okay. That's what matters. And Elena accepts it. And he's right. That is what matters. And Tanner is a pretty easy one to get over. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not sad that Tanner's dead. In fact, I would even say I'm happy he's dead. Yeah, me too. I I would agree with you there. (laughs) But he is our first kind of significant death because he's a character who we've known. So then Stefan goes home and he's journaling and he's like, I was wrong. There's no good left in Damon. There's nothing in him that is redeemable. But meanwhile, Damon is in Elena's room, like tenderly touching her face, which is supposed to be like, you know, contradictory to what Stefan's saying. It's like, oh, there is good left in Damon. He cares about Elena. But it's like he snuck into her room. Very Edward Cullen. But that is why it's important about the inviting in, because I thought they had to be invited in every time. But obviously, if you only have to be invited the one time, then you can sneak in. And I, I'm i sure Stefan was like, yeah, if she never invites him in, then she'll be safe in her house from Damon. No longer true. Exactly. So he tenderly touches her face. And then, of course, she wakes up and he's gone. And that's where we end our episode. No crow to be seen. No crow time. to be seen. He's not hiding behind the crow anymore. Sorry, I'm trying to find symbolism in the fact that they just got rid of the crows. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so Elena got under Damon's skin a little bit. Stephanie, do you think there's good left in Damon? Do you think there's humanity left? Oh, there definitely is. I get the sense where this arc is going because he was being so antagonistic, but I do feel like it's going to be Chuck Bass energy where like he's being antagonistic to protect himself. Mm-hmm. Like clearly something happened with Catherine that really hurt him. Like, And I didn't see that coming. I didn't know that was part of it. Like I knew Catherine was involved. But I didn't know she like really had anything to do with Damon. And so I think it's clear that like that hurt him. Whatever happened with Catherine made him like, well, I have to just be closed off and protect myself. So let's segue into that. We learned a few more things about Catherine this episode. Your previous guesses were that Catherine was Stefan's wife and he turned her into a vampire or he killed her or something like that. But what we learned this episode is she dated both Stefan and Damon or she was with both Stefan and Damon. I mean, dated is a modern thing to put on it. But Stefan and Damon were both involved with Catherine and that she died in a fire. So let's talk about the Catherine of it all. What do you think happened there and how do you think that affected the brothers moving forward? Okay, so my new guess that I've just Mm -hmm. come up with as you were asking that question is that, you know, Damon met Catherine first and was really interested in her and wanted to date her and something happened that then led to her being with Stefan and that really hurt his feelings. So then it hurt Damon and Damon took a while to let go. And so then Stefan probably felt like he was trying to steal Catherine from him or something. And then I think, you know, she ended up with Stefan somehow, like she made that choice. And I'm going to guess that the fire that she died in was either Stefan's fault or blamable on Stefan. Maybe it was an accident, but like somehow Stefan could be blamed for it. Like I'm seeing that as a possible path is my my new, my, my current guess. But that wraps up our episode. There's still a lot we don't know about Stefan and Damon, but we learn more every day, as does Elena. And it's only a matter of time before Elena figures out they're vampires. Yeah, I- I'm curious to see when like, the vampire reveals happen for different characters because clearly it's got to be soon for a number of them. I do think Stefan would have been able to cover it up longer if Damon wasn't here. I I agree with that. But unfortunately, Damon is here. Great episode. I'm excited to see what happens in episode four. Yeah, it was a a heavy episode. If they're already killing people off, I can guess that it's going to be a death-heavy show, which I'm pretty excited about. I like to keep it juicy, keep it going. And this episode gave me a lot of sympathy for Damon, and I'm excited to see his character develop more. For now, goodbye, brother. Goodbye, brother. (laughs) 